I am not, nor have I ever been, a farmer, a gardener, or a planter, except flowers and pots. So this passage is especially hard for me. On top of that, the language is unattractive. (laughs) Cutting, pruning, being thrown into the fire. And if you've ever pruned something, like roses or crepe myrtles, you know it's not a pretty picture. What I do know, however, is that cutting away dead growth on an individual plant or shrub is a way for new life to begin. Obviously, being a disciple doesn't get you out of that. The question for us in reflecting on today's gospel is not if you will experience some difficulty, some pruning, but will it be toward new growth or more withering? I think that's where abiding comes in. But before I talk about abiding, which is more strange terminology, I want to talk about self-pruning. It's not an easy task. I read about a retreat where the leader asked everyone to write down two or three lies about themselves that they needed to get rid of. Not ridiculous lies like, my hair is really blonde. (laughs) But the kind of lies that we tell ourselves, lies that we know in our head are not true, but our heart hangs on to them. If I didn't weigh so much, I would have more friends. Or I don't have a problem with drugs or alcohol. I'm not an addict. Or this, if I weren't so needy, the abuse would stop. Lies that we live our lives by and die, little deaths by. Eventually at this retreat, the participants threw these lies, written on pieces of paper, into a lake where they sank and disappeared. Remember that Jesus connects himself and God's ministry with various things throughout the Gospel of John in a series of statements that we have come to call the I Am statements. In John's Gospel, Jesus is the bread of life, chapter 6. The light of the world, chapters 8 and 9. Both the gate of the sheepfold and the good shepherd, in chapter 10. The resurrection and the life, chapter 11. The way, the truth, and the life in chapter 14. And here in chapter 15, the last of the sayings, I am the vine. All of these things connect the reality of Yahweh. I am is the Greek Old Testament's way of representing the very name of God with the fabric of our lives. Jesus is challenging the imaginations and faith of his Jewish contemporaries. Each time his I am statement would have been considered blasphemy, claiming Yahweh's name and authority. But more than that, he has taken on some of the most treasured concepts in Israel. He claims to be the new manna for all the people. He claims Israel's vocation as light for the world. He claims to be the shepherd of Israel. He claims to be life for the people. He claims to replace the Torah as way, truth, and life. And finally, he claims the language of vineyard 
the intimate language of God and his people. In the lectionary today, John has brought us back to the evening of Maundy Thursday. Jesus, in his last I Am discourse, is urging his disciples to remain in him and with him. Jesus knows what lies in front of him. He knows he is leaving them, first by the cross, and then with his ascension after resurrection. He's trying to prepare them. He's struggling and pleading with them to connect with him. Abide in me as I abide in you. What does abiding in Christ look like? Do you feel connected like branches on a vine to Jesus or to each other? Do you feel connected to anything at all? Our challenge in today's world, it seems, is that we are more connected than ever before through Facebook, social media, but are increasingly isolated. We collect more and more friends on Facebook. I added three this week. But fewer friends that we actually see and talk with in person. With all our ways of being linked, rates of reported loneliness and depression are skyrocketing. Most of the recent violent acts on fellow human beings were conducted by individuals who felt isolated, bullied, or alone. I worry that we are drowning in information, news, entertainment, and yet are starved for actual experience, particularly the experience of being in real relationship. Sometimes we end up thinking that liking someone on Facebook is the same as hearing, as bearing with them through a difficult time. That's what Jesus is offering his disciples in this passage. Real relationships, not just connections. Just being connected doesn't nourish life. Relationship and community nourishes life. But let's not kid ourselves. Being in genuine relationship and real community isn't easy. Relationships aren't always the romanticized version that we lean on when we are lonely. Relationships have ups and downs, give and take. We have to be vulnerable in relationships. That means you can get hurt. The same thing occurs in community. Communities have real people in them. Some nice, some not. So being in community means we deal with that and then work it out. None of this is easy. So is Jesus saying today that by being connected to him, we are also able or free to be connected to each other? What Jesus invites us to do is to be real, to be honest about who we are and what we are, even if that means admitting our desire to run from the light and hide in the darkness because we're afraid. Jesus invites us to be honest, to be real, and having confessed our hopes and fears, our dreams and disappointments, our accomplishments and failures, our blessings and our sins, to know that we are accepted, loved and forgiven. Jesus reveals, after all, the God who loves the whole world enough to send his Son. 
So can we here at St. Peter's be a community and congregation that will always be a place where we admit who we are and allow others to do the same? Can we be a place where the hurts and hardships of life are more like pruning for future growth than the cutting, binding, and burning that we are all too familiar with? I said at the beginning that this is a hard passage to preach, but this can be a hard life to live. And at times it's helpful to hear once again that the suffering we endure is not wasteful cutting, but pruning for a more abundant future, and that no matter what happens, Jesus will not abandon us. There's a story told about a man who dropped out of church. He figured he could worship God just as well on his own. A few weeks went by and the minister came to visit. They sat in the living room by the fireplace and made small talk. Then the minister took the tongs and picked up a glowing ember and placed it to one side of the hearth. The two men watched without saying a word. In no time, it began to cool. A few minutes later, the minister picked up the dead ember with his fingers and pitched it back into the fire. Well, immediately it came back to life. Without a word, the minister put on his coat and started to leave. The man walked him to the door and said, That was one of your best sermons. I'll see you in church Sunday. Jesus said, I am the vine. You are the branches. He who remains in me and I in him, the same bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Amen.